from Public Health Institute. Welcome to the PHI CDC Global Health Podcast, a new podcast that highlights stories from the PHI CDC Global Health Fellowship Program, a U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention-funded program implemented by the Public Health Institute. Our fellows are guided by CDC Global Health experts and work on the front lines of global health, developing the technical and professional skills needed to make meaningful contributions to today's global health challenges. I'm your host, Whitney Hall, the program's administration and communications specialist. Today, our guest is Anyi Lee, MPH. Anyi is an epidemiologist contracted by the CDC Foundation to the Vaccine Introduction Team on the Immunization Systems Branch, which is part of the Global Immunization Division at CDC Center for Global Health in Atlanta, Georgia. Anyi is an alumna of the PHI CDC Global Health Fellowship Program and served as a fellow on the same team she currently works on from 2016 to 2018 in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, Anya. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Uh, can you share a brief description of your personal and professional background? Yeah, um, thanks so much for having me on today. Um, so I am originally from Seattle and went to the University of Washington for undergrad, where I majored in international relations. And then um, following that, I worked for um, the International Rescue Committee uh, Refugee Resettlement Agency. and sort of at the time that I was working for IRC, the majority of the clients that I worked with, um, I mean, they were really from all over the world, but I worked with a lot of clients that were refugees from the Thailand-Myanmar border. Um, And so that led me to working in the refugee camps and the migrant areas on the border for a couple of years. Um, And that's really where I sort of got interested in public health. And so I returned to the States and pursued my MPH at Emory, and then um, following that, I joined the PHI Global Health Fellowship. Um, And I joined actually when it was the ASPPH Allen Rosenfield um, Global Health Fellowship. Um, And I was placed as a fellow in Atlanta in headquarters in the Global Immunization Division on the vaccine introduction team. And I was a fellow for two years before transitioning to the CDC Foundation as a field employee staying on the same team. Great. Uh, well, what drew you to work in the public global health field? I imagine you know the IRC uh, had some influence in that, um, it sounds like, from your experience. But was working in this field a goal you always had, or was your journey less direct? Um, I would say my journey was definitely less direct. Um, I, I wouldn't even say working in public health was something that I had seriously considered until probably until my time working on the Thailand-Myanmar border. Um, through IRC and, you know, just different work and travels, I had met individuals that worked in public health and it had always piqued my interest. Um, but I would say working in the refugee camps and the migrant areas on the border and, and, and seeing a lot of these public health issues up close from um, water and sanitation to, you know, dengue and malaria and other infectious diseases and reproductive health issues really is what influenced me um, to want to work in public health and more specifically in global health. And why did you decide to apply for and accept the fellowship? So I was first drawn to this fellowship um, really because it focused on global health and just based on my previous work with international um, international populations and just my work overseas, um, I knew that this was a realm that I wanted to work in. Um, When I was getting my MPH at Emory, I also worked as a graduate research assistant um, in CDC in the uh, Division of Global Health Protection in the Emergency Response and Recovery Branch. 
Um, so just based on that experience, I knew I was also interested in continuing to work at CDC and gaining more experience at CDC. Um, I would say the other thing that interested me about this fellowship was that it is um, a cohort-based fellowship program, which makes it a little bit different than um, some other fellowships that are available. And so there's really, you know, an orientation at the beginning and you start with a class of fellows. And that really appealed to me um, to have a sort of built-in support system and a resource of other fellows throughout your fellowship and, you know, even afterwards. Yeah, that's a great point. I think also, you know, CDC seems like such a giant agency. I've thought about that too. It must be nice to start with a a cohort of peers. Um, What was your fellowship experience like? And what was it like to have an, you know, an experienced CDC employee as a mentor or mentors? Yeah, um, so I had a really great fellowship experience. Um, I am really so grateful that I had the opportunity to work on lots of very interesting projects across different vaccines and parts of sort of the broader immunization systems. Um, So, I I mean, I worked on lots of different projects. Um, I was able to support the development of a missed opportunities for vaccination assessment methodology and protocol in collaboration with WHOHQ and implemented that assessment in multiple countries. Um, I also worked on an evaluation of rabies post-exposure prophylaxis procurement delivery and distribution in 23 countries as part of the Gavi Vaccine Alliance Learning Agenda, um, which informed a vaccine investment by Gavi. And, you know, I just worked on several other projects, including readiness assessments and post-introduction evaluations for HPV vaccine demonstration projects and national introductions. So I feel really grateful to have had the opportunity to sort of work across um, lots of different vaccines and on several different projects. So in terms of mentorship, I think one aspect that worked really well for me that I and that I really liked um, was that um, so on my team, my team lead was listed as my primary supervisor or, you know, or my mentor. So I, I sort of fell under um, her similar to everyone else on the team. But for each of the projects I worked on, I, I also sort of had a secondary mentor, um, usually a team member who is leading the overall project. And I think that model worked really well um, to just allow me to not only work across different projects, but also have exposure to lots of different individuals on the team and be able to work with them. I guess another thing just to highlight that I really appreciated during my fellowship, and I'm not sure um, if this is unique, um, but on my team at the time that I was a fellow, there were we had three other secundies on my team. So we had two secundies to WHO HQ in Geneva, and we also had one secundee to um, WHO, the uh, Western Pacific Regional Office in Manila. So it was also really great because I had the opportunity to work closely with them on some of their projects, which included um, the missed opportunities for vaccination assessments, as I mentioned, and then in Manila on uh, work around the accelerated control of Japanese encephalitis. And I think you know, just being able to have exposure to other agencies, um, specifically in my case, WHO, um, was really valuable since WHO is such a large partner in the immunization world. Great. And can you just clarify what Secundi is for people who may not know? Yeah, so um, we have some individuals at CDC who 
um, essentially gets seconded to a partner agency. So it's typically WHO or any other UN agency and sort of are embedded there and work for that agency um, for a set amount of time. That's interesting and good to know. Um, how did your work-related projects impact your career development? And is there any specific project or relationship that you built that you're especially proud of looking back? Um, yeah, so I, as I mentioned, I had the opportunity to work on a lot of really great projects. Um, I think one project during my fellowship that sticks out in particular in my mind is the work around the missed opportunities for vaccination. Um, and so I think with this, part of the reason that it, it sort of sticks out is, in my mind is just really having the opportunity to sort of um, see a project from start to finish. So when I first started, I was working with WHO and we had drafts of sort of the protocol and the methodology, but it, you know, we were still finalizing it and still piloting this assessment tool um, in countries. And so not only was I able to sort of contribute to the overall protocol methodology, but also the piloting in countries. And I think um, something that I also really liked about that was just um, having just received my MPH, it was sort of my first exposure to working in global health and being able to see these projects, you know, going into a country and working with a lot of different partners and training the data collectors and then being able to collect data, which in this case included both quantitative and qualitative data. Um, and then, you know, doing the analysis and having a brainstorming session with all of the partners on um, on what interventions could be implemented and then being able to provide these recommendations back to the country for high level endorsement, sort of, you were able to kind of see the whole continuum of, um, of you know, your work essentially um, in this realm of missed opportunities for vaccination. So that's something that I really enjoyed. And I think in terms of career development, it's just something that I think about often in terms of what I like to do, which I think is really sort of having um, or being able to see these projects kind of from start to finish. Is there anything you wanted to add about, you know, what you most liked about being a fellow or what do you, uh, what you look back on as highlights of the fellowship or does that kind of sum up what you were talking about just now? Um, yeah, I feel like I, I've sort of touched on it. I mean, I think just really the ability to work across many different topic areas and projects um, I think is definitely a highlight of being a fellow um, and being exposed to, to just different individuals and different types of work um, and really contributing to that breadth of experience was really great. Nice. Uh, what were some places you traveled to as a fellow and also trainings you did? I'm interested to hear about. Um, was there any travel or training that stands out as um, you know, a highlight experience or uh, or field experience in general you had as a fellow? Um, yeah, so I was really fortunate to have the opportunity to travel to actually a fairly wide variety of places all over the world. I had trips to Africa, including um, Kenya and Nigeria and Malawi. I also had trips to Asia, to Cambodia and Laos and yeah, I also had some trips to Eastern Europe. I went to Armenia and Moldova. So I kind of went um, sort of all over the place. And I think that that is a little bit um, just because of the team that I was on. Um, but um, I, I think, I mean, I enjoyed all of my trips. I think that they they were, you know, often quite 
different. Um, I think one thing that was really great about my travel is that I was able to travel both for um, kind of longer term projects I was working on. I was also able to support more one-off type of projects. So for example, um, WHO Euro had requested some technical assistance for post-introduction evaluations of HPV vaccine. Um, so I was able to support those evaluations in Armenia and Moldova, and those were a little bit more one-off, um, about 10-day trips, um, just to support that specific um, evaluation. Um, and then I also had some trips that were for meetings, um, which I think was also really beneficial to um, sort of see that setting and, and meet with different partners. Um, for instance, I worked on a study looking at the rabies post-exposure prophylaxis procurement and distribution and delivery in several countries. And as I mentioned, that was part of the Gabby learning agenda to inform a potential investment in rabies post-exposure prophylaxis. So I traveled to Nepal to attend um, a dissemination meeting of the results across the various projects that were conducted as part of the Gabby learning agenda. Um, so that was also a great experience just to meet with other partners and also to be able to present results from um, something that I had worked on. In terms of trainings, um, I didn't attend that many trainings when I was a fellow, I think particularly as compared to some other fellows. Um, I did attend the STOP training. Um, so STOP is Stop the Transmission of Polio training in Uganda, and that was a two-week training um, that touched on both routine immunizations and then specifically on polio to support the polio eradication effort. Just you know, hearing more about your fellowship and the work you're doing now, um, doing so much on, on vaccines. Did you know you wanted to work on vaccines and, uh, or was that kind of just part of being placed in the fellowship that that came about? Yeah. I mean, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I'd had some previous experience working on vaccines. Um, I worked on, uh, with a professor at Rollins on a project looking at HPV vaccine, and that was domestically. And then I also, as I mentioned, was a graduate research assistant in um, the emergency response and recovery branch at CDC when I was pursuing my MPH, and I worked specifically with an individual there. Um, that was the vaccine SME in that group. Um, so I'd had some prior exposure to it, and I was definitely interested in it. Um, I wouldn't say that I felt like I had to. I probably would be happy working in um, other areas as well. Um, but I think it was just sort of a lucky coincidence that this is a, a placement that I got matched with. So I was able to sort of continue working in this area. As a fellow, when did you begin applying for other jobs and what positions did you decide to pursue and why? And then how did you have those conversations with your mentor at CDC to receive their support and guidance just for your, you know, planning out your next career steps and thinking of what you wanted to do next? Yeah. So um, I started applying for other jobs through partway through my second year of my fellowship. Um, and I think that's just mostly because I felt like I would probably want to transition out of the fellowship by the end of that year. Um, I will say, though, that I think my situation might be different than other fellows as there were these positions through CDC Foundation that were coming up not only on my team, but also within the branch. So I was, you know, aware of those positions and knew to sort of be on the lookout for them and to apply for them. Um, and then I just, I happened to um, receive a position 
through CDC Foundation that was sort of on my team. So in some ways, I kind of just continued that that work, um, expanding mostly in the HPV vaccine realm. Can you also share, uh, like specifically your role now, you're an epidemiologist for CDC, contracted by CDC Foundation. Have you applied what you learned during your fellowship to your current endeavors? Um, and if so, how? And then uh, what is the best way to stay connected to your office um, in CDC post-fellowship? I mean, it seems like you're in a bit of a unique situation since you continued on with your team, but any kind of advice you have um, in that realm? Yeah, um, so um, so I'm, as I mentioned, I'm currently through CDC Foundation, and so my specific role on my team is working specifically on HPV vaccine. Um, so I've been primarily working on an evaluation of national introduction in HPV vac- or of HPV vaccine in um, three early introducing countries, but with a focus on Tanzania, and then also providing TA to other countries that are planning to introduce HPV vaccine. Um, with the evaluation of national introduction, we it's sort of a multi-year, multi-pronged <laughs> evaluation looking at both the decision-making and planning of these countries that have introduced nationally, and then also conducting CAP surveys and coverage surveys. And there's also sort of an um, costing or economic component that we're doing in conjunction with um, some economists in our division. I think for me, it's it's a little bit hard <laughs> to say how I have applied things that I have learned during my fellowship, just because I had participated and supported um, some TA requests for HPV vaccine activities, including the readiness assessments and the post-introduction evaluations that I mentioned. So I was sort of already kind of getting immersed in that world and getting familiar with some of the issues and in the countries that we're introducing. Um, but I mean, definitely sort of that all helped to build to, to my current position and helped to support me to be successful in my current position. I guess in terms of staying connected to your, your office, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I think it's I'm in a little bit of a unique situation since I have just continued in my same office. But I, I mean, I definitely think CDC is a very um, interconnected place. Um, and it's, I guess, I would just say, like, you should never feel hesitant about, you know, reaching back out, um, particularly if there's, you know, something that is connected to your work. If you want to hear about someone's experience working in a certain country or in a specific area, I think that is very normal and lots of people, you know, will reach out for different things. And so you should definitely not hesitate to, you know, ensure you stay connected, but also reach out when you, you would like to seek advice or something like that. Yeah. Are you, so are you currently working with, you know, your, who you worked with as mentors as a fellow and do you stay, or, or do you stay in contact with your former mentors or any of the fellows who were in your cohort? Yeah. So in terms of mentors, I'm, I still sit on the same team. So my team lead, my current team lead was my primary mentor um, in the fellowship. So it's, um, you know, obviously sort of the same there. <laughs> um, and in terms of other fellows, um, yeah, definitely. I am still in contact with um, several fellows. There, I mean, there are some fellows that I actually already knew before the fellowship program, um, but yeah, definitely. I've also made friends through the fellowship program and have stayed in touch um, with others as they somehow moved on to other endeavors. 
Oh, that's great. Uh, well, how has COVID-19 impacted your current role and um, you know, has it, has it made an impact at all on your future career goals? Um, yeah, so it's definitely impacted my current role. Um, as I mentioned, I've been working on this evaluation of national introduction of HPV vaccine. And so we had several activities planned for this year, um, including a coverage survey and a good chunk of the economic work in Tanzania as well. That has, um, you know, that was postponed initially and it's just now been canceled. Um, and I've also, as I mentioned, provided TA to countries that are planning to introduce HPV vaccine. And, you know, that's still ongoing, but as you can imagine, a lot of the activities have been delayed during due to the current circumstances. Um, and then I think just, you know, more broadly working in immunizations, you know, we've seen a negative impact in vaccination coverage, um, which I think, you know, will likely have maybe a longer impact. So that's definitely, um, impacted the work in, in this sphere. Um, I also deployed to the CDC COVID-19 response um, for a 60-day detail um, to support the International Task Force on the EPI team. And there I served as the focal point for contact tracing on the team under the surveillance unit. Well, do you have any advice you would like to share with current or incoming fellows? Um, yeah, I mean, I had a really great experience at my fellowship. Um, I hope other fellows have a great experience as well. Um, I would say for incoming fellows, um, one thing that might be good is just to sort of think critically at the beginning of your fellowship what you might specifically like to gain from the fellowship, whether it's, you know, a particular skill or working in a particular area. Um, so, for example, if you want to gain experience in presenting to maybe a global audience or gain more experience in manuscript writing and publications. I think it's kind of good to think about that up front um, so that you can have some goals during your fellowship. And I think also the other thing is, you know, you might not really know and some of these opportunities really sort of just arise based on the projects that you end up working on. Um, so I think it's also a good opportunity to get input from your mentor. Um, so for example, my mentor thought it was really important for me to gain experience with publications and she really supported that. And, you know, I don't think that's necessarily something that I would have said up front, but I am grateful for that experience. And it has helped me a lot in moving my career forward. I would say another thing is, you know, I talked a lot about being able to work across different projects. And I do think that is really great. And, and, and definitely so that you can sort of see the breadth of what, you know, your team or your branch does. But I also think it's really great if you are able to have ownership over some projects. Um, and so, for example, if there's like a larger um, evaluation or study, if you have sort of your own component and being able to see and carry something out from start to finish and be responsible for it is, is um, probably also really beneficial. Um, and then I guess the last thing I would say, and I'm, you know, I think this is said a lot, is that um, I think networking and just kind of getting your name out there and meeting other people is really important. And as a fellow, you know, people will expect this. So you should feel free to reach out and, you know, set up informational meetings with different people that you meet, not only in your branch or your division, but, you know, even through your travels, um, just to get a sense of, you know, where you might like to go after your fellowship. Just as a follow-up kind of wrap-up question, um, since you mentioned your work uh, with the EOC on, on COVID-19, 
Um, I'm kind of curious, like in the next year, do you think you'll, or the next even six months, do you think you would do another detail assignment with them? Or do you see like um, travel being possible with your work on the HPV vaccine? Because I, I would imagine in a normal normal time without a pandemic, you'd be traveling more. And um, so, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of curious about what your role looks like in the next next six months or so. Yeah, um, so in the next six months, I think um, some countries are moving forward um, with their other activities, including um, HPV vaccination. I don't anticipate personally really traveling in the next six months for those activities and to just continue providing remote um, TA to, to countries as they need it. Um, in terms of um, deploying again, I think um, that is definitely something that um, I would be willing to do. So. Um, I think we'll just have to see how things go in the new year. All right. Makes sense. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Anya, for your time today. It was really interesting just to hear about your path as a fellow and the work you're doing now for CDC. So, yeah, really appreciate your time. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to our guest, Anya Lee, MPH, and all of you for tuning in to the PHI CDC Global Health podcast. This podcast is a project of the PHI CDC Global Health Fellowship Program, which is implemented by the Public Health Institute and its partner, Consortium of Universities for Global Health, for the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Please join us next time as we share more fellowship stories. To learn more about our program and see how we are making meaningful contributions to today's global health challenges, visit our website at phi-cdcfellows.org. If you enjoy the podcast, you can always rate us and leave a review. We'd love to see those, and it helps other listeners find the podcast. For questions, please email us at info at phi-cdcfellows.org. This podcast is produced by Whitney Hall. Thank you to Mike Sage, Christine Caraballo, Jazdeep Dulay, Natasha Alcas, Rora Michael, Christine Jolly, CDC Center for Global Health, PHI, and CUGH.